This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. But your talk, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks. Does that make sense? Your talk talks and your walk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks. Do you understand? I don't think I can say it again, so I'm not going to try. But the bottom line is, the Pharisees were saying one thing and doing something different, and you know what they became? A sermon illustration. I've met dads. I know of a sermon illustration right now. A dad who preached the right message to his children all growing up, but never lived it. You know what it promoted? Bitterness, rebellion, heartbreak. See, if you want to become a sermon illustration, then be a hypocrite. Be a hypocrite. The honest truth is, If we would do business in our hearts with God, all of us have a hint of hypocrisy. And you know what I'm praying? I'm asking God to take all the hypocrisy out of Cody Sturgill and make me his faithful, humble servant. Because I don't want to be a sermon illustration. I want to say what is right. And I want it to be reflected as I do what is right with the Lord's help and an obedience to my great God and King. You see, the third way to become a sermon illustration is to be a hypocrite. Number four, be a religious lawmaker. Here's what the Bible says in verse number four. I like this passage. It's fascinating to me. And Jesus is describing the Pharisees. He says, they bind heavy burdens... And grievous to be born, and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. Now, how did Jesus perfectly describe what the Pharisees were doing? The Pharisees, they were lawmakers. They were lawmakers. So they made laws. Whether they needed to be made or not, they made laws. And they took and they would interpret laws and they would add things and just made a mess for people. And Jesus said, here's what they do. They bind heavy burdens. They take a whole sack of taters and they set it on men's shoulders and say, you have to carry this around. They make laws. And they hurt people. And they did it in the name of religion. They said, hey, look, you can only take so many steps. Hey, look, ladies... No mirrors for you on the Sabbath. Hey, listen, do not drag your chair. That was one of them. I thought that was kind of fascinating. It was against the the law of the Talmud for you to drag your chair. If you wanted to sit down at the table, you had to carefully pick your chair up. You couldn't pick it up too high because you'd be breaking the law. But you had to pick up your chair carefully and back it up because it was illegal to drag your chair, according to these law-making Pharisees, because there was the potential that you would make a furrow. 
with the leg of the chair, and that would be breaking the law. Uh, Jesus said about these people, they, they've made this thing so confusing and so cumbersome and burdensome that all they've done is they've added stuff to people and hurt them. They've weighted down people who need truth with their laws and their rules. Some parents make this mistake. Some parents have the idea that if I'm going to be a good parent, then I've got to be a lawmaker. That means I've got to make rules. And they make rules for their children because they feel like they have an obligation to make rules for their children. But the rules don't make sense. And if God's blessed you with a child with a pea brain, when they see rules that don't make sense, it breeds rebellion. And by the way, if I make up a bunch of rules that the Choi Baptist Church needs to adhere to just because that's what I want to do and I feel like I'm obligated to tell you what to do and what not to do, then guess what we produce as a church? Rebellious so-called Christians. Either rebellious Christians or bitter, broken, burdened down Christians. And that's never Jesus' intention. Jesus' intention is to set you free. Jesus' intention is to give you the opportunity to live with a clear conscience and have peace with God. And rest in His love and forgiveness and mercy. Sure, we are to adhere to His truth. We don't have to live in fear of a loving Father. We glory in the presence of our God because He loves us. But these were lawmakers. I'd like to preach from this passage of Scripture to our senators and legislatures. Sometimes I think they make laws just because they feel like they ought to make a law. I'm a lawmaker. I ought to make laws whether we need a law or not. I'm for taking a few laws away. Laws. Now here's what they were doing. They were religious people. They thought, if I'm going to be a religious ruler, then I need to put the people under my authority. Hey, look, if you want to become a sermon illustration, be a religious lawmaker. And you'll make bitterness and you'll become a sermon illustration because you'll lose your children, you'll lose your family. You'll lose your standing and influence with people number five use your religion for self-promotion power and praise here's what jesus said he says here's what these pharisees and scribes have done he says in verse number five all their works they do for to be seen of men why were they coming to church? Why were they being religious? Because they wanted to be seen of men. It was a way to have prominence in society. It's a way to have popularity. And so Jesus says, look, all their works they do to be seen of men. I'll just have you know something. Jesus did not overstate it when he said all their works. All their works they do for to be seen of men. He says they make broad their phylacteries. And enlarge the borders of their garments. You know what a phylactery is? A phylactery is a little black box. If you've ever seen a Jew, a lot of times a Jew will have a little black box strapped to the top of his head. And it's tied on with a leather strap. But inside that little black box are scripture passages. And they're specifically the scripture passages from the Old Testament that make mention of the fact that we are to bind the word about our, our minds. And they tie phylacteries to their heads. They tie phylacteries to their left arm because it's the closest place they can tie one to their heart. 
And so they have their flactors. And so here's what Jesus said. He says, you crazy religionist. He says, you just do things because you want praise and promotion for men. He says, you've enlarged your phylacteries. They were afraid that a little black box on top of their head wasn't noticeable enough, so they got a big black box on top of their head. It's kind of like the old boy who's just trying to have a competition who could carry the biggest King James Bible to church. My Bible's bigger than your Bible. <laughs> My necktie's bigger than your neck. Well, that's not a sign of spirituality. That's not a sign of faithfulness to God. That's not something that changes people's lives. And a bigger phylactery and a broader, what does the scripture say there in verse number four, five? They make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments. The border of their garment was designed to make, it had some spiritual uh, uh, representations. And so they want to make sure that people saw how big their phylacteries were and how broad their, the borders of their garments were. Because they felt like if I could have a bigger border or a bigger phylactery, then surely I can gain more prominence in the sight of people. Jesus says, silly, silly. But we watch folks, and you know people, who use their religion as a tool for enterprise. Don't do that. There's opportunities to enterprise, but we don't come to church just so we can have more personal promotion or power or praise. And these guys, they used all kinds of different tools. They had bigger, they tried to have bigger phylacteries and borders of their garments. Verse number six, and loved the uppermost rooms at feasts and the chief seats in the synagogues. They thought they thought their their spirituality and the purpose that they were going to church, the purpose they were doing things in the name of God was so that they could have a place of prominence at a special seat. They could be honored at a party. He said, don't do that. You'll become a sermon illustration. Verse number 7, and greetings in the markets and to be called of men, Rabbi, Rabbi. Rabbi literally means mighty one. And I'll just tell you, Anybody, anybody with any monicum of pride likes it when somebody says, man, you're the man. But they got to the place where they expected and demanded people to refer to them as rabbi. And Jesus said, don't you do that. Because what you've, your, pur- your purpose in faith, your purpose in reading the Bible, your purpose in being faithful is not so you can be esteemed to a higher place. Don't do that. Don't let folks call you rabbi. He said, because, verse number 8, but be not ye called rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all ye are brethren. Jesus gives us the Spirit. He says, look, Jesus is the Christ, and you guys are brethren. You guys are brethren. It's, it's not my place to make a church subservient to their rabbi. It's not my place to make the church subservient to their father. I just got a good ring, Father Cody. <laughs> no ring at all. It's kind of funny. When you're out and about with people and you're the pastor of the church uh, and you're out with folks that aren't familiar with the way we do things, well, sometimes I'm Reverend Sturgill, which makes me want to cringe. If you knew me, I'm not very reverend. 
But I don't, if somebody calls me racist, it's not a big deal. But I go back to this passage, I'm like, don't, I'm not reverend. Pastor's good because pastor is a servant. But reverend, here's another one. One day, I actually, it was over a series of days, I was working with this family. The lady had passed away. She's part of our church. And the lady was a godly lady. I loved her. She was so wonderful, her and her husband. Her sister, who took care of all the arrangements, and she was a sweet, precious person. She really was. But she had spent years and years in another church. And it was, a, I, I'm not even going to say, I can't remember for sure. She spent all these years in church, but she, was, she saw the size of our church. And for over a week, I was bishop. Bishop Sturgill. <laughs> I said, I'm not bishop. I said, I said you can call me Cody. You can call me Pastor Cody. Uh, you can call me anyway. But she, she just kept slipping and calling me Bishop Sturgill. Bishop. She said, I'm sorry. If you was in my church, you'd be a bishop. <laughs> but I'm not a bishop. I've yet to be called consistently Father Sturgill. But uh, it could happen, I guess. But Jesus forbids these things. I'll show you. Here's what it's, People like titles, do they not? And honestly, if you're called up aspiring to get some title, you do not deserve or need that position. If you yearn for to be called something, you are not ready to be that something. I'll just have you know that's how it is. If your burden is to be called, if I could only be called pastor, then it, no, it wouldn't be. Everything wouldn't be all right. You know, the, the title is irrelevant. The title is actually something that can be a device of Satan. And Jesus says, these guys that have become the sermon illustration, they want to be called rabbi, they want to be called master, they want to be called father, they want to be called bishop. He says, but don't do it, don't fall for it. Because it's just a title and it doesn't help you. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.